It's the guy the shit, Nick fucking Gage. I want to give a shout out to my murder that killed gang members around the world. I want to give a shout out to all my boys locked up in a cell, Eastern Bloc. And I want to give a shout out to my hate club, RIP Nay Hatred and RIP my brother Justice Payne. And you're listening to the podcast called A Man and His Podcast. You better go listen to that shit or I'll put my ski mask on and hunt you down and force you to listen to that podcast. So go listen to it. A Man and His Podcast. MDK all motherfucking day. Free my boy too What's up, you guys? It's another episode of A Man and His Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. Go ahead, introduce yourself. Oh, what's up, guys? I am, um, if you know Mask of EO on Twitter. Oh, there's a 99 in there now. I fucking forget every time. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, Mask of EO 99 on Twitter. So many people think it's Mask of Flow. It is not. Um, it is just mask of EO as an EO Shirai. So, yeah, I remember, I remember in the space, I was telling uh, Salsa Boy, I was like, I was like, oh, let mask of flow in. And as soon as you got in, you jumped my ass. You're like, the fuck did you just say? <laughs> I was like, shit, my bad. And then I was like, I was like, I don't even know what to call you because usually if I know somebody's like legal name, I guess I'll be like, oh, add so and so, but. Then I found out you go by mask, which makes it easy, so I don't have to try to remember a VO instead of flow. Yeah. Uh, so where did your nickname mask come from? Um, I don't know. Like, uh, to be honest, I just kind of um, just wanted to have a wrestling Twitter account because I had like I have like, a wrestling Instagram that I ran for like basically since like freshman year of high school that i've had for a bit but then i was like i mean twitter i guess uh and i've just been chilling uh i am a big eo shirai fan anybody that knows me kind of knows that and i was and i'm not a creative person with names so i was like mask of eo and at as a person of that has a history of like kind of giving out my government name when i probably shouldn't i was like you know what let's not do that this time so i was like well you can call me mask if you want to you know talk to me or whatever just is whatever so that's kind of where that came from it's not there's no like real deep meaning behind it i'm just bad at names yeah no i mean i don't care if people call me jake jacob but i like prefer squint if it's in a wrestling twitter slash like business uh-huh. uh stance i guess like, if my friends, like, whenever I was at the show Friday night, people were coming up to me calling me Jake, and I was like, I don't care. But then I had a few people call me Squints, and I was like, all right, now that's tight. <laughs> yeah. like, it's badass. Uh, but how long have you been watching wrestling? I mean, I should say, how long have you been watching uh, non-WWE? Because you're a huge uh, Joshi fan, aren't you? Yeah, big uh, Joshi wrestling fan, big Japanese wrestling fan in general. But, um, like, since... I think the first like non WWE thing I ever saw was probably um, like an episode of like ROH TV um, leading up to uh, the best in the world 2014 pay-per-view. And I knew 
I think I think how I got into it because like I had known about indie wrestling, but I never really watched a lot of it. Like I knew ROH, mm-hmm. I knew like Bullet Club in New Japan, and I knew like just like a lot of the stuff that was going on in the indie scene. Um, but I just hadn't got a chance to watch it. So then I was like, oh, where do you watch you know ROH at? And then people were like, oh, every week they upload an episode on their website. So I was like, okay, well, let me you know check it out. And I had been hearing like, oh this is like Kevin Steen's like last couple matches before he leaves. And then of course he was leaving to go to NXT. Um, so I was like, okay, well let's watch this. Cause he's on it. So uh, yeah, it was probably sometime in like 2014, if I had to guess correctly. Yeah. That sounds right for me when it comes to like independence for me. Cause I think my very first my very first time turning on NXT, or not NXT, uh, Ring of Honor, to watch it, it was actually Kevin Steen's last Ring of Honor match against Carino, I believe. Uh-huh. I think is what they were saying on commentary. And then, like, I've had friends that, like, watched PWG. Like, I watched early PWG at one of my friends' house. But other than that, I didn't get into independence until, shit, like, three years ago. Yeah. Uh, but you probably have independent wrestling all around you because you're in uh, California, aren't you? Yeah, um, not so all around me, but like definitely in the state because because people, people forget they're like, oh, you know, like California, there's a lot of wrestling. And I'm like, yeah, but you also remember like California is like the third biggest state in the country. Yeah, so, like not everything's so close. Like most of it is SoCal, like like Los Angeles and uh, San Diego and stuff like that, which is cool. But um recently i know uh we we talked about this a little bit but um uh last weekend on friday i went to uh west coast pros um cruel summer which is the first indie show i've been to since all this pandemic stuff happened mm-hmm. and it was really it was really it was really good uh, a lot of good stuff on the show i had a good time yeah i seen highlights i think uh either lee or trey posted some clips of their triple threat match and i was like good god like that match yeah. looks like it was a banger. I actually, West Coast Pro was the first uh, like non-local indie I've watched. I guess you could say like nothing that was like in my region, like Midwest, because uh-huh. uh, it was like AJ Gray versus Will Hobbs or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh. and I was, I'm a huge AJ fan, so I was like, I need to check this out. And then that's when I seen uh, Starboy Charlie for the first uh-huh. time. Yeah, and I was like, Good God! I'm like, that kid's a star. Yeah, I was I was at that show too. Um I actually um was that uh, I don't know if it was it was either my first or second West Coast show that was that was that one because I remember I remember going to it because AJ was there. I'm like, I gotta go because I've been watching AJ for a little bit beforehand and I was like, AJ's coming out to the bay, I gotta go. And then they said AJ versus Will Hobbs. And anybody that knows Will Hobbs or like has seen him on AEW recently or whatever, like knows he's awesome. But I have been watching Will for like three years prior to that, all that stuff. Like, okay. I watched him in West Coast, obviously. I watched him in another promotion out here called um, All Pro Wrestling, which is in a, another place out in San Francisco that, that runs uh, occasionally. Um, but yeah, I've been watching Will for um a long uh, for a bit. So like when I've seen it, when I've seen him on AEW, and every time I see him, you know, 
get praised and stuff. It makes me happy because he's kind of like one of those guys where it's like, like he's one of my guys where like I get to I get to see him, you know, and then he gets to be on TV and I'm like, oh, that's fucking awesome to see. No, that's how I am with uh, I've been saying this on the like past four episodes, but that's how I've been with Connors, dude. Like mm-hmm. I used to watch that dude whenever he was just wrestling locally and like I always thought he was a star. But then like it's crazy because a year ago, like literally a year ago in the next couple of weeks, he was on this podcast and he was like, yeah, I think I'm done wrestling out of state. I think I'm just going to do local stuff and just have fun with it. But now to see him like all over like GCW, JCW, he just had a fucking barn burner with Davey fucking Richards. Uh-huh. I just like in any t- any time I had like uh, seen him on any event, like getting a ton of recognition, I always go straight to Facebook and message him. And I'm mm. always like, I'm fucking proud of you, dog. And he's like, oh, shit, thanks. Same to you, dog. Thanks. Like, it's cool. Because like you said, with Will Hobbs, like Connors is like one of my dudes, like that I've yeah. watched grow. And it's that's just such like it's so rewarding to a fan to watch a uh, wrestler that you followed make it big or 100%, watch yeah. them go big. Yeah, like um, like with a friend of mine, um, some people might know him as the uh, commentator of ICW, uh, The Struggles, um, who also yeah. does podcasts, uh, but, you know, uh, as a clout chase, my guy. But um, a friend of yeah, he's a friend of mine. And like we've been talking for a bit, like he went to a lot of those early ROH shows where like, you know, you had you had like McGinnis and Morishima and Brian Danielson and Brian Danielson is like one of those guys for him. Like he was a big dragon guy. So like uh, WrestleMania 30 was like a big moment for him because like when Danielson finally won the belt and then, you know, just to see all that hard work is like was awesome. Oh, I'm just waiting for the day because AJ wants to say he's never getting signed, but I know a company's gonna risk it all and sign him, rather it be Impact or rather it be Ring of Honor. Somebody's mm-hmm. somebody's gonna pick him up, and whenever he wins a title there, I know I'm gonna have a I'm gonna shed some tears because AJ. I used to watch him. I used to he used to wrestle. Well, he still does locally for Glory Pro. Uh-huh. And that's whenever I first started seeing him. Yeah, and it's just so damn cool and. When he won the Glory Pro title, I think the promoters have came out and said this, so I'm just gonna say it. But they didn't tell way he was winning the match. They told mm-hmm. uh they like didn't tell him he was winning the match. So when he won, you could see like the genuine joy on his face, like holy shit, I made it. And like I wasn't at that show, but goddamn dude, I was like so fired up for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just dope moments like that. And like not to be like, you know, like one of those people, but like that's why I that's why I think like being an indie wrestling fan is so cool is because like like sure you get those moments you know elsewhere like those mm-hmm. like full circle moments but it's just it's it hits so different when like it's just somebody that you've seen and talked to and bought a shirt from you know just and met in person and yeah. just you know had that genuine connection with somebody um Rather than like, oh, you know, I watched them, you know, in WWE for a couple of years. They're one of my favorites because a lot of the time, you know, like these dudes, once they hit the WWE, like they don't have as much time for fans. I mean, rightfully so. You know, I'm not going to say like, oh, they're sellouts or whatever. No, but, definitely. But like, it's just a different, you know, beast when it comes to that type of stuff. So it's just it's just a different type of appreciation for the fans and stuff when it comes to the indies so it's always cool to see stuff like that 
No, and the best way to describe it, like, I was just talking to my dad about this. I was like, I don't even know if I'm, like, like, I know I'm a wrestling fan, but I do not know if I'm, like, a WWE fan anymore. Like, I used to love that shit, but I can't tell you the last time I've sat down and I was like, oh, can't wait to watch Raw or SmackDown tonight. But, like, anytime yeah. it's an independent show, like you said, it's just because you have those genuine connections with these guys. So, like, it's just, it's badass. Yeah, for sure. Like, and, like, I've got I'm I'm so glad I've gotten better with it because like the first indie show I ever went to I was scared to go up and talk to literally any wrestler like mm-hmm. uh, the first show I ever went to had Matt Cross on it and like Matt Cross is one of it's weird to say one of my favorites but like I don't think he gets enough appreciation from indie wrestling fans for like a lot of the shit he did in the early 2000s like M Dog 20 and stuff like he's a real innovative dude but um i was like oh shit like matt cross you know most people wouldn't get wouldn't get nervous at matt cross but i was just like because it was my first show and like just seeing these people that you've watched for a bit like up close it's like what the fuck like no definitely dude like so friday like because i'm i don't know why but friday i was so goddamn nervous to talk to anybody because like it's people i i can talk to anybody over the phone internet any of that but when it comes to like in person i just feel like they don't recognize me i guess but like whenever i showed up to the show friday i was like the first 30 minutes i just sat there and i was just like all right it's gonna be just me tonight and then i was like all right time to go buy a water and i started buying going towards the concession stand and then somebody grabbed my arm and I turned around and it was Jay Rose. And he's like, he's like, you're not going to say what's up to me. I was like, oh, shit, bro. What's up? I'm like, first of all, you recognize me. You know who I am. So that was badass. It's just badass. Mm. Like, I guess knowing people know me, I guess. Yeah. Or like, and like the wrestlers, they genuinely love it when you come up to them. And I love that. Like whenever I went yeah. to talk to Davey Richards, he was like down to earth and he was so cool and nice. Yeah, for sure. Like, and it's so crazy. Like. Um, and I always go over this, not not as like not as like a bragging point, but just like as a way to show like what you get at these indie shows and you don't even realize it until you sit back and just think like, oh, I saw this person like, bro. And I've only been to I, I could probably count on my hands. The amount of shows I've been to, because um, I've I've watched indie wrestling since like we talked about like 2014. But I just never knew that like where shows were locally until probably like 2018 or 2019. Yeah. Um, so I've only been to like um, probably like I could count on two hands, like probably like eight or nine. Um, yeah. If I had to guess. But like looking at the list of people I've met and just seen is fucking ridiculous. Like I've seen Jushin Thunder Liger. I've seen Ultimo Dragon. I've seen Jeff Cobb. I've I, I've shook Jeff Cobb's hand. I took a picture with Juice and Thunder Liger, by the way. Um, uh, who else? Rey Mysterio, Juventud Guerrera, Pentagon and Phoenix. Um, Candice LeRae, one of her last shows before she went to WWE, actually. I've seen her. Um, uh, AJ Gray, we were talking about. Um, Lee Moriarty more recently. Um, just a lot of those guys where you're like, damn, like I've seen these people. Uh, Timothy Thatcher before WB again, like I saw him. 
which is so funny because I know everybody that sees Tim- Timothy Thatcher. I mean, even even uh, before I found out, I figured he was. I thought he was British too, but yeah, he's from California. Actually, he's from Sacramento. That's sick. I didn't know that. Yeah, dude, the the Lucha Bros. They are by far and away two of the most like favorite people I've met because they were at Glory Pro once. And I uh, bought the photo op with them or whatever, where you buy a shirt, you get a picture with them. Uh-huh. Or it, buy a 8 by 10 and you get a picture with them. Yeah. And I didn't buy the picture, but my friend did. And he was like, oh, I don't I don't want a picture with them. You can get my picture. And I was like, all right, cool. And like Ray just sat there and he talked to me for like a solid two minutes when he didn't have to. Like yeah, He was like, okay. he's like, oh, you enjoying the show, man? I was like, oh, God, yeah, I wasn't expecting you to ask that. And he was just, he's like, oh, hope you had a good time, man. Safe travels home. And I was like, you fucking too, man. Like, Yeah, for sure. You, you don't have to be that nice. But, like, um, it's crazy because I used to do setups for shows. Like, I used to yeah. do setup uh, around here locally just to help with the, get the ring set up and all of that because I was trying to break in as a commentator and ring announcer. And, like, it was, it's just so crazy meeting them as people compared to like friends i guess you could say or or meeting them as people rather than uh like meeting them as a fan meeting them as like a co-worker and it's just so cool like i've what's it called i've met naito before and talked to him for a couple minutes uh ar fox he was real cool uh trying to think of some other people off the top of my head uh i'm having a brain fart right now because i know i've oh um Rock and Roll Express and um, yeah. Ricky Steamboat. That was my favorite. That's the only time I've actually like froze up and like started stuttering my words. Yeah, that and that's 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 fair. That's fucking Ricky Steamboat. Uh, oh, one fucking dope thing. Um, another thing about indie wrestling is sometimes you get like those surprises. Um, one surprise. Um, that I'll never forget was I was at an all pro wrestling show. Um, and I forgot, I I think it, I think it was because he was in town for another show the next day. If I, if I remember correctly, um, but Ultimo Dragon was a surprise wrestler on the show against Jake Atlas. And that blew my mind. I was like, yo, like first off Ultimo Dragon is insane in its own right. And then against Jake Atlas, who was one of my favorite wrestlers. Jake, uh, Jake is uh, Jake's another one of those like my guys. Like I've seen him a lot too. Yeah. Um like a lot. I even I think I have an eight by ten of him around here somewhere. But yeah, he's another one of my guys. I love that guy. I remember seeing him on Undercover Boss. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that ever? I've seen the clip of it, yeah. Yeah, where Stephanie like I forgot what Stephanie was undercover as, but she like showed up at his gymnastics school or something like that and then like fast forward a couple years later it's he's on nxt i'm like that's a true like started from the bottom and over here moment like that's badass yeah, for, sure. for sure no uh no surprises so we've at glory pro trevor lee pulled out for whatever reason i forgot what happened and like i was doing setup and i'm so mad i was doing setup this day and ACH like walked into the doors and I looked at him and I was like, you're not on the fucking card, dude. What are you doing here? And he just mm-hmm. like, he just looked at me, he goes, Shh. and I was like, God damn it, dude, you're like my favorite wrestler. Like this sucks. I want to have a genuine surprise to you. And then like when he came out, I still like freaked out. And that was like the loudest reaction I've ever seen at a show for 
like a surprise entrance for yeah. indie shows, I should say. Yeah. Um, this happened and again goes back to the show that I was just at. We were at um West Coast Pro. And anybody that has been to West Coast Pro knows or just knows about the show, um, the company knows that they sell amazing tacos. Some of the best tacos I've ever had in my life. As a as a half Mexican, I can say that is a certified statement. But um I only had a few that night because the, the because before the show, we got there a bit early. Um the show started at seven. We got there up around like five o'clock up in San Francisco. Um there is a taco there's a taco shop like right across the street from the venue. Um which me and my grandma went up there and was like, you yeah, know, let's have some food, um, show before the show. And the show advertised a surprise entrant. Um, because it was Vinny Massaro was gonna have a um open challenge. Mm-hmm. So I'm chilling in the restaurant, just eating, and I and I and as I said, it's like right across from the venue. So I'm looking and uh the booker, um, some might know him on Twitter uh scotty uh he also runs like uh fat kid deals um, oh no no way yeah like based L- i think based la raucous is at on twitter but um, yeah yeah uh yeah him so he books the shit but um he he's over there um as people are starting to line up and stuff um but he's talking to somebody and i'm like i feel like i recognize you and i'm and i'm looking i'm like that's Steven Tresario. Um, which I, I'm not, I think he's a local guy down here, but I, I've heard of him a couple times. I've never seen him wrestle though until that night. But he's he's there, and I'm like, did I just get a did I just get the surprise entrant fucking ruined <laughs> to me by eating tacos? By eating so <laughs> and then he comes into the restaurant, he sat like right across from me. <laughs> so we're just eating, and then we go and line up and Actually, thankfully, he wasn't the surprise entrance. There was just a surprise match that they didn't announce on the card, which was him versus uh Serza, which is another guy down. He he's really cool. He's got he's got like um he's got like a gimmick kind of similar to uh Darius Lockhart's okay, like a revolutionary type deal, which is cool. Um so there was a surprise match that I did kind of get spoiled on, but the surprise entrant was even better. So Vinny Massaro comes out. He does his little spiel. He's like a he's like an Italian, so he's like you know typing up Italy and all this stuff. And uh, he comes out, cuts his promo, and the surprise entry comes out. And it was um, uh, if you know who D Rogue is, or not yeah. D Rogue, um, Alpha Zoe rather. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. He he has a tag partner that his name is Dre Fresh, and he comes out, and I'm like, I'm like, he's cool. I don't I don't have a problem with that. And then the surprise, surprise entry comes out and it's fucking Jacob Fatu. And the fucking oh, place. Oh. Like I've been to I've been to like three shows there. And that is the loudest I've heard anybody like come out since I saw Nick Gage. And fucking the place just explodes. He beats up Dre Fresh. He gets in the ring. Him and Vinny have a really, really solid match, actually. And he wins with the moonsault. And I was like, hell yeah, bro. Fuck yeah. Jacob fought two rules. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Uh, I had a surprise ruined to me at Raw 1000, dude. This one pisses me off. Like, doesn't piss me off, but like, I'm annoyed by it. 
So I'm like 10 or, or I was like 12, I want to say 12 or 13, something like that. Now I'm in line at the concession stand. And I don't know if you remember at Roll 1000, they were hyping up how John Cena just did his 1000s make a wish or whatever. And that kid was going to be in attendance. Well, I was standing behind that kid in line. And I was like, oh, no way. Are you so-and-so? Started naming them all. Like his name. He's like, oh, yeah, I am. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you got to make it out here, dude. Blah, blah, blah. We're chatting it up. He's like, oh, yeah, I got to go backstage and meet some of the guys earlier. You want to see some pictures? I was like, hell yeah, little man, show me them. And he's like scrolling through his phone, showing me pictures of like with him and Punk, him and Big Show, him and Cena. And then he like scrolled past a picture and it was him and Undertaker. And he was like, oh, that's a surprise. Don't tell anybody. And I was like, oh, you little fucker. I was like, (laughs) I was so goddamn annoyed. Like not annoyed. I, I mean, I was still excited to see Taker, but I was like, God damn it, dude. So like I like went back to my seat. And then that's whenever he Slater and whoever else came out. And that's when Kane and uh, Kane came out and then Undertaker came out after him. And I was like, this would be so much cooler had I not known Undertaker was coming out. Yeah. But by far and away, my favorite surprise I've seen live. I've been to like every show in St. Louis, like WWE show in St. Louis since Raw 1000. Mm -hmm. So I've seen all sorts of shit. And it was Survivor Series 2014, I think. And it was the one where it was like Team Authority versus Team Cena, all of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, and then when those lights went out and the fucking crow went across the screen, I'll never Oh, yeah. Dude, that place went nuts. Like, you, I shit you not. You could not hear yourself think. Everybody was going nuts. The ground was shaking. And then the best thing about it was there was like a little 10-year-old behind me. He was like freaking out. He's like, it's the stinger. It's the stinger. And his dad's like, yeah, it is. And him and his dad like had a moment together. It was so badass. I was like, there's no way I'm seeing Sting right now. Yeah. Oh, how could I fucking forget? Um, the first wrestling show I ever went to. Ever the like, dead ass the first ever wrestling show I've ever been to live was WrestleMania 31 in Levi Stadium, San Francisco, oh Santa Clara, California. Uh, beautiful, beautiful stadium, uh, beautiful city. I love the Bay Area, um, and of course WrestleMania 31, uh, known for a lot of things: um, Sting versus Triple H, uh, Rusev coming out in a tank. Uh, the dope ass ladder match, Andre the Giant. I think that him and Lana fucked in apparently. Hell yeah, (laughs) no shit. Um, uh, but most importantly of all, the main event: Roman versus Brock, finished by Seth Rollins coming out and cashing in the Money in the Bank. And this is the this is probably the funniest story. And I tell this story every time I bring up like anything with like wrestling friends or anything. So everybody's heard this story before. Um, that is like probably that knows me at least. But my favorite story about that show is uh when Roman when Roman Reigns and Brock are coming out, especially when Roman's coming out. Of course, he gets booed, you know, at the damn fucking stadium. I look yeah. at my grandma and I have to explain to her why everybody hates Roman Reigns. And I said this, I said, if Roman, if Roman walks out with this title, 
we better book our asses to the fucking exit because people are going to be pissed. So we got to fucking go. Like, we got to just... Because I still remember that story of... um. Because this was around the same time, I think. Um, yeah, it was the same. It was the same year. It was like literally a couple months before this. But it was when he won the Rumble and like people were fucking egging the cars and shit and like popping. Yeah. Tires. Yo, like, yeah, if we are doing this, we got to get our asses out of there, bro. No so. kidding. Like, I bet that crowd there and then like the one night stand 06 crowd are the two crowd or Money to Make 11 also are the three crowds that I know if. The guy they wanted to win didn't win. They're a hundred and ten percent would have been chaos. Like I know for a fact I've seen a beat RVD at one night stand 06. Oh, there, Cena it, won, bro. That there would be a fucking bro. They was burning that place down. They was blowing it, bro. There would have been a dark side of the ring on that alone. Like I a hundred percent everything in me believe if Cena walked out as champion, that place would have gone ballistic. Yeah. Like that's like that's one of the one of the biggest what if moments for me. Like, what if like Vince wanted to pull a pull a quick one on us and have Cena win? Like that would have been nuts. Or even if Cena beat Punk at Money in the Bank in Punk's hometown, like that would have been bad. Yeah. But yeah, like wrestling has gives us a lot of fucking shit to enjoy. So I'm no. happy. No, definitely. And like on the way to the show Friday, I was like talking to my friend. I was like, I was like, dude, I don't even know if I'm going to enjoy this show. Like I've had a hard time enjoying wrestling, but mm-hmm. then like, but like soon as the matches started, dude, I was like, just like a little kid again, just sitting there and like, yeah. I'm almost positive whenever the uh, the show drops on IWTV, whenever it kind of comes out, you can 110% see me standing at the entrance way waiting for him, like at the corner waiting for him to come out. Because, like, I was, like, a little kid in a candy shop waiting for him. And then, like, mm. the whole crowd was chanting, like, was cheering for Davy Richards, rightfully so. But I was, like, booing the fuck out of Davy Richards. I was going ballistic for Connors. When Connors lost, I'm pretty sure you can see me, like, throw my hat down on the ground and walk away real quick. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get in the zone whenever it comes to, like, certain wrestlers. Like, when AJ lost to Nick Gage... Uh, a couple at draft day or whatever. I remember sitting in my room and when he lost, I literally just like turned off fight or uh, turned off fight and went to like YouTube. I was like, I'm done with wrestling for tonight. Can't, I'm not doing this no more. <laughs> yeah, like um, uh, the West Coast show actually just got uploaded on IWTV today, and I was, I was with. Oh, this is a funny story, and um, this is this is a story for like people that have been to wrestling shows with people that aren't wrestling. Well. Not well, I, I shouldn't say not wrestling fans, but like people that aren't as big wrestling fans as you are, basically. You know what I mean? So yeah, I said I said earlier I was I was with that show with my grandma, which we go to all the shows together. Um and we so we're sitting there and th- there this will be a two-part story. I'll tell the first part and then the two the second part. Um so the first time this happened was the fun the funniest part. Um, so we're there. I went to the show on the sole purpose of seeing Nick Gage wrestle because I've never I, this is the first time I had ever seen him live. The first time he's ever been anywhere close to me. Like he's been in L.A. for GCW, but L.A. is a six hour drive. I'm not making that drive. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care who you are. Like, um, so the first time he's been anywhere close was uh, he was in West Coast for 
uh, no, he was in San Francisco for West Coast. Uh, he was facing Alexander Hammerstone for the West Coast title. And, of course, crowd loses their shit when he comes out. Fucking chanting, fucking slapping his back, fucking tapping the fucking mat. Like, I, that is, that's also the only show I've ever lost my voice from. Because I was just, oh, man, I was, I was the fucking happiest person ever. I was so happy. So, so we're there. We're sitting left side entrance way. <coughs> and you've seen, you've seen the way that the, uh, the state room is set up. There's no barricades. There's, you know, just seats yeah, there. Yeah. So, you know, Nick Gage does his fucking Nick Gage shit. He's outside <laughs> brawling, you know, doing all this. And he comes over to us. I see this man's eyes. This man is right there. He's like, he's like, move. He has Hammerstone by the fucking head. And he's going to throw him into the fucking chairs. He's like, move. So I get up. My grandma's sitting in her chair. I'm like, move. And she, <laughs> she gets up, but she like, doesn't make it. Like she gets basically all the way out, but her like foot is like just there by the time he throws Hammerstone. So like, Amber's like kind of like hits her ankle and like like knocks her into the chair. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so that happened, and that was the first instance of that happening. Then the second time was the show on Friday, so they announced the scramble match. Um, it had D Rogue, um, Lucas Riley, who I was very impressed with seeing that night. I was like, this dude's crazy. This dude's fucking ridiculous. Um, Lucas Riley, Titus Alexander, um, Midas Creed, and uh, somebody else. I forgot their name, but it's a scramble. People are going to do dives, whatever. So we're sitting front row again, this time right side. Um, And these people start getting their fucking dives off. You know, topes, suicide dives, all this shit. There's mm-hmm. like three there's like three people on the outside at this point. Um <laughs> I look over at my grandma, I'm like, you might want to move. They ain't gonna stop. There's like at least two more dudes in this ring. They're gonna do two more. <laughs> so I uh so I look over and she's talking to the people that are like to the left of me and, and they like switch seats basically for um for this little sequence. And that was just that was just super funny. It's just seeing like people that don't know how wrestling works in a live setting is like yeah, you might want to be quick on your feet if you're out here because shit comes at you, especially if you're in the front row. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen Nick Gage three times, I want to say. Yeah, three times. One against Gary J, which was fucking nuts. And he came out or whatever, and he did the whole thing. Like you said, everyone's chanting MDK, going nuts. And then his second match against Warhorse was fucking ballistic dude they tore the ring apart did pile drivers at one point warhorse got a uh one of those skulls that he sells and he lit oh. it on fire and pile drived uh nick gage onto that that was nuts and then a third one was against jeremy wyatt who if you're not familiar with him his whole gimmick it not it's not even a gimmick it's just his wrestling style is every single match he's in is a pure wrestling rules match and uh, because the champion of Anarchy gets to determine the stipulation for all their matches. Mm-hmm. And like the show prior, uh, the 
one with uh, Warhorse, Nick Gage and Warhorse, Jeremy Wyatt came out to the ring and confronted Nick Gage and then said that if you want a match, you can have it, uh, no holds barred, whatever. And then they started fighting through the crowd and Nick Gage, like before the match, he came running at the crowd and I guess the crowd didn't get the memo to catch him because he wanted to do like a, a, a stage dive of sorts only like not off a stage just jumping into you and you catch him and shake him Mm -hmm. (laughs) he ran dove into these people and literally knocked down like four people just all (laughs) all went down and he got up and the crowd started was still chanting but then after one of the after one of those matches i think it was the warhorse one he like rolled out of the ring and was giving everybody high fives and then like he came at me i don't know why my first instinct was to hug him but I like stuck my arms out and Nick Gage came up to me and he hugged me. He goes, I fucking love you. And I was like, I, I love you too, Nick. I love you too, man. <laughs> and after the, after his first show there, I went up to him with an eight by 10 of him slicing our cat up for him to sign. Yeah. And I said, here, I have a picture for you to sign, man. And he looked at, it, he goes, Oh, our cat. And I said, yeah. He goes, that boy was tweaking that night. And I said, yeah, he was. He goes, that boy was spaz. And I don't know what his fucking deal was. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just sitting there I'm like, oh shit, Nick's about to shoot on David Arquette to me. And I was like, yeah, that was a wild, wild match, man. He goes, oh yeah, love David though. But he was tweaking and he signed in. He, we took our picture and he's like, uh, he's like, you have a great day, man. But like anytime I buy, because I buy cameos from him. He's the only person I'll buy a cameo from uh-huh. just because his reactions to everything are awesome. Like I had him do the intro for the podcast. Uh, and I just tell him anytime I have like anything going on in the gym. And he's always like, he's always like uh, MDK all fucking day. Next time I'm at a show near you, come find me at the merch table and we'll talk about lifting for a while, brother. And then like I DM'd him once and he's like, MDK, much love. Keep it up, man. Like Nick Gage is by far and away one of the most badass people I've interacted with in wrestling. Yeah. Like Nick Gage, man, like, like I, like people, people fucking t- like people would look at me weird when I said Nick Gage was probably like the best wrestler, the best independent wrestler in the world. But mm-hmm. bro, like no one, and I mean like no one, you can search anywhere. I implore you to look anywhere in America to find a person that gets that re- that constant. Like it's not. Like, there's never a night where Nick Gage is wrestling where people don't absolutely lose their fucking mind. No matter where he is, he can go anywhere in the fucking states and he'll get that exact reaction. He had a fucking match in buttfuck Wyoming and he still had people going fucking crazy. He's fucking Nick Gage, bro. Like, that's all you have to say. He's fucking Nick Gage. Shout out to Brad Lauderdale for running a show in the middle of nowhere and selling out and getting all these fucking hillbillies into wrestling again like that was one of my favorite fucking i didn't buy it but that was one of my favorite shows of the year just from seeing the crowd reactions to seeing it being a packed house just all of it like that like i was expecting that to be a low ass attendance like they're literally being an outlaw mud show like in front of 15 fans or whatever but they sold the fuck out of that barn yeah for sure no, that was that was sick. Uh, but no, Nick Gage, like he's 110%. Like he's the minus the fucking horrible takes that Hulk Hogan has, but he's the Hulk Hogan of like our generation. I yeah, feel like, like yeah, you when it comes Hulk Hogan, like for sure. Like 
Because like you, he comes out to the crowd and people are swarming him. Like he cannot get to the ring unless people are like shoved away. Like that's what it's like in the eighties with Hulk Hogan walking down the street and shit. Like I, I just want Nick Gage to get signed, man. I want him to show up on Dynamite and just beat the shit out of Moxley. Yeah, for sure. Like, and I know Tony ain't gonna be able to get the rights to uh to whom the bell tolls or whatever. But could you imagine if like Moxley's in the ring and then you hear that don't like the crowd would go nuts, dude. Yeah, for sure. That'd be that'd be one of like that. That would be up there with the fucking with the like Eddie Kingston's like open challenge. Like I bro, I remember that so vivid. Like that was one of those moments where like like I I don't cry too much in wrestling. But like that was one of the moments where I was, I, I just had to like that was just so awesome to see, because you can't talk like you talk about indie wrestling and like the history of indie wrestling in general. You can't talk about a man that de- deserves that shit more than Eddie Kingston. Like the only person I can think even comes close is like an AR Fox. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we talked about yeah. Fox earlier, but like AR Fox because so many people have stole shit from AR Fox. Um. The only reason I didn't, the only reason I didn't mention the two people that I usually mention is because they were in TNA, so yeah, kinda. But uh, those two would be Alex Shelley and Amazing Red. Both those guys too um, deserve way more credit for shit they they fucking have brought. Like it, it's so sad that um, Amazing Red he was supposed to be in the first Cruiserweight Classic, but he got hurt right fucking before it, and that oh. Oh, I didn't know that. That makes me sad as fuck. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was supposed to be in it, um, but he got injured like right before, and it it blows, man. They need to do another cruiserweight classic where they get independence, like in the indie guys. Like that shit ruled. I just rewatched it, and the amount of talent that came out of that, and the amount of like people that I didn't know back then, but now I know because of it, is so mm-hmm. insane. And like, like uh, Sean Maluda. Now he's a regular on AEW Dark. Like that's just badass to see. Oh yeah, bro. I I will sing the praises of, um, of that tournament anytime anybody brings it up to me, or even if people don't bring it up to me, I will just start thinking of it and think about how amazing that was. But yeah, Cruiserweight Classic is is probably the best thing WWE has done in the past like fifteen years. I, I'd say that is one of my favorite tournaments. They've probably the best tournament they've ever done, besides like the O2 King of the Ring, which is really good. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, yeah, so good. Like, let me let me see if I can pull up the fucking the fucking competitors because there was a lot and there was a lot of really good matches. Dude, we almost got uh, Zack Saber Junior versus Abushi, or yeah, Abushi yeah, on WWE see. programming. Participants, Akira Tozawa, love Akira Tozawa. Um, Alejandro Saez was cool. Anthony but Anthony Bennett, I know of. Um, I think he like works like New York Indies. Aria Davari, who sadly just recently was released, I think. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He was in the last uh last batch. Yeah, which he was cool. Uh the Brian Kendrick, one of another one of those guys where like a dude should be giving this man royalty checks for the shit he did for the cruiserweight division. 
Um, he's a he's a producer now, I think. Yeah, I think I think he is. Yeah, um, which you can't you can't ask for a better dude to be producing that division, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, just so such a great mind for wrestling. Um, Cedric Alexander, who's doing great shit on Raw, did the stuff with the Hurt Business recently. Still, somehow, um, one of the more underrated guys in that company. Still, yeah. Um, Clement Petit, I know he was. I think he was like the, one of the French dudes. School Demac was a German guy. Uh, Damian yep. Slater, Drew Drew Gulak, one of my favorites. I love Drew Gulak. I wish he would be doing more stuff in the Fed too. Um, Do him, him and uh, Daniel Bryan had that awesome teacher versus student like feud gimmick thing like yeah a year and a half ago and those matches were as close as we'll ever get to like true independent pro wrestling i feel like like i felt like they had no restrictions in those matches i you know oh man i i wish they would have done the uh the whole the bar thing with them where like they would have like a best of seven series and they Mm -hmm. would have been a team because, God, that would have fucking ruled so much. Um, I don't think anybody was re- uh, re- gonna... Nobody thought that Sheamus and Cesaro was gonna be as good as they were as a team. Yeah, for sure. Like that, Because, yeah, they, they started and then it was like they were, they were like the best part of the fucking of WWE for a bit. I loved that team a lot. The best part of like the, the post-2016 draft, for sure. 100 percent uh it had fabian eichner who i dude fabian eichner i love that guy that dude is fucking awesome why does that uh, name sound familiar is he still is he signed somewhere or did yeah, he just he, get he's in the i think he's um yeah he's in um the imperium he's in imperium with uh walter and them okay okay that's what i thought yeah uh grand metalik really fucking good probably the best person in that cruiserweight division by far uh-huh. like Dude, he, the shit he can do in the ring is insane. Um, I need him versus Ray Phoenix. A hundred percent. Um, the Gerv and Harv Sierra, the Bollywood boys, who also recently got released. Mm-hmm. Um, Ho Ho Loon, who is in Dragon Gate currently. Um, yeah. Uh, we don't talk about that guy. Uh, Jack Allard can go to hell. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Jason Lee, school. Uh, Johnny Gargano. Uh, obviously. Of NXT fame, former NXT World Champion, former North American Champion. Uh, oh shit! Did he win that match tonight? Uh, I don't believe so. I'm not sure. Shit! I forgot that happened tonight. Uh, Kenneth Johnson, Kota Ibushi. Of course, I can't say enough good things about Ibushi. One of my favorite wrestlers. Um, Lindsay Dorado, cool. Mustafa Ali, who was not in it, but he was a um, he was another alternate guy that should have been in it. Um, oh, he wasn't in it. No, he he was a. Uh, I don't believe he was. Was he? I'm almost positive. I remember seeing him have a match in it. Let me see. I could have sworn he had a match in it. Oh wait, he did. He faced Lindsay Dorado in it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I was wrong. I thought he was an alternate. Um, Noam Dar, who, um. Is he a piece of shit? No, he's not. He's not. I don't. I mean, half the UK roster is, so it's hard to say. Yeah, that's true. There's like pieces of shit, and then there's Imperium. Like that's literally how it works over there. And yeah, I, I think British Strong Styles. Okay, maybe. 
uh, Raul Mendoza, who was in um, that group with Santos Escobar and uh, Zima Ion. Oh, yeah. Um, Sean Maluda, we were talking about. Yep. Uh, Rich Swan, former Impact World Champion. Yeah. Um, also had a fucking also had a fucking banging um, theme song um, when he was there. Oh um, my god! Yeah, this thing was fucking amazing. Can you handle this? Can you handle this? Um, uh, TJ Perkins, and he can go fuck himself too. Um, Tajiri, one of my favorite fucking wrestlers ever. Was... Like, I'm a big ECW mark. Those like Tajiri super crazy matches, and then the 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 three way dances with fucking little Guido. Oh my. Goodness. They ran that back at One Night Stand 05, dude, and good yep. lord. Fucking fantastic, man. Um, before you Tommaso continue, Champa, before you, know, you continue, I, I showed my brother One Night Stand 05 a couple weeks ago, and I showed him Tanaka versus Awesome from that event for the first time, and he literally looks at me and he goes, this match describes CTE. And I was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Oh, Champa oh, though. What's he yeah. doing? Uh, in the next I know he's in a like tag thing with Thatcher, I guess. That sounds um, right. That sounds a, right. They had, a, they had a tag title match, I think. Um, Tony Nese recently released. Uh, oh. The only thing I remember about Tony Nese's WWE run was when Buddy Murphy was having that killer cruiserweight title run, and then he lost to Nese at WrestleMania. The pre-show of all things. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be my favorite because I get to talk about this <laughs> because I've only talked about this with friends when, when it happened. But oh my goodness. People get canceled for, for very right things. Uh, you know, being pieces of fucking garbage. Yeah. One of the funniest Twitter, one of the funniest things Twitter's ever given us was when a dude tried to cancel Tyson Dukes for fucking his wife. Uh, that was <laughs> fucking hilarious. Great time on Twitter. Loved it. Tyson Dukes, you fucking rule, even though you cannot uh, sext very well at all. I saw those texts, my guy. Those were ass. This man said, I want to eat your pussy hair and shit. I'm like, this man needs to relax. <laughs> oh, what did Tom Phillips say? I, I can't oh, wait. Tom Phillips said he wanted to face fuck the fucking attendee or whatever the hell. Man, menace. He said, "I want to." He said, "I can't wait to come home and face fuck you." And I was like, "Oh my god, Thomas, <laughs> relax, bro. Dog, you're on an airplane right now. You're all bricked up in row D. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> god damn!" <laughs> and then, of course, the last competitor, um, Zack Saber Jr., uh, one of the best technical wrestlers in the world. Um, really good talent. Love watching um, Zack Sabre Jr. wrestle wherever it is. Uh, and that, that is that tournament, which was really good. Gave us some gave us some awesome fucking matches. Still think TJP being the finalist uh, and being the, the first winner was a very odd option. But then you remember like, well, Bushi wasn't going to sign. They wanted you to cut the promo at the end. So they weren't giving it to Metal League because he couldn't speak English. So it's like, what do you do? No, I 100% think if it was just for a trophy and not the title, we would have gotten uh, Sabre Jr. versus Ibushi 
Yeah, again, I, I think they wanted they wanted a Bushi or Saber to eventually. They they wanted them to win when they came up with the idea, but then they're like, oh, well, we're not gonna sign. So they're like, well, that's a problem. <laughs> Paul said, hold up. Bro, that also that Cruiserweight Classic also gives me one of my favorite wrestling stories of all time. Uh so in the Cruiserweight Classic, obviously, you know, you meet with you know the people backstage like Vince and Triple H and shit. My favorite story, uh, one of my favorite wrestling stories is Kota Ibushi walking backstage and not knowing who Vince McMahon was. Yep. Yep. So fucking good. <laughs> He did not know who Vince was, and that is by far and away the greatest thing ever. I love that. So good. And they expected that man to sign. He didn't even know the... Like, I feel like Ibushi thought this was just an indie parents. Yeah. <laughs> like, he literally thought this was just some high-notch fucking indie show. <laughs> that shit's so funny. He was, text, he was texting Ken. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm working for some promotion called CWC. I'll be there. <laughs> Uh, have so you, fucking good. Some of my favorite stories are when the elite, when they would do the uh, live Q and A's on their YouTube channel, and they would always like Cody's uh the world's worst six man tag match that he talked about, where it was like him, DiBiase Jr., Daniel Bryan, Sin Cara, and I forgot the other two competitors, but like basically the match got oh fought. he shit talks fucking Teddy Teddy DiBiase Jr. yeah. No, well, that too, but like they fucked up the finish or whatever. And Ted DiBiase goes backstage, and Vince like went to do the hug thing or whatever. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, you can't win them all or whatever. But Ted DiBiase looked at Vince McMahon in the eyes and said, That referee fucked me. Oh, yeah, that referee <laughs> fucked on me, fucked on me. And Vince apparently just put his headset back on and sat down. <laughs> that is hilarious. Or when, uh, they would, what's it called? They said the uh, the Bucks and all of them would never get together for uh, the Royal Rumble because none of them would tell each other if they signed or not. And they would always text each other in the group chat. So what number are you guys? <laughs> because for a while there, I think the Bucks almost did get signed, didn't they? Whenever they picked up AJ and the club. Yeah, they tried. Like they almost, that, was, that would have been the biggest hole by WWE ever. If they would have gotten Shinsuke... Ken or Shinsuke AJ, the club on top of the Bucks, that would have been by far and away the biggest pickup. Like the biggest, oh, like, like, because I remember whenever those signings all did happen. I remember I wasn't on Twitter at the time, but I was, uh, what's it called on Facebook wrestling communities, which mm. are god fucking awful. Oh, Not, yeah, I hate, I hate Facebook. <laughs> like, like, I, I did have to leave my shit, like. <laughs> I only have it for family, but like when you mm-hmm. try talking wrestling on there, it's always a bunch of like attitude era fans who are like, Oh, I need a bra and panties match. I want to see a pudding match. I'm like, come on, dog. Really? Yeah, like I think that that honestly that's that's so funny that you bring that up too, because that's honestly where I started with like internet wrestling yep. um <laughs> stuff. And you know it's so it's oh, this is so fucking funny. Um <laughs> I did so. This is when I that that's kind of how I learned like the insider terms. Cause like I'm I'm watching these people talk about wrestling and shit. They're like, "Who's the best face of all time?" I'm like, "What do you mean, bro? What's a <laughs> fucking face? What does this mean, bro?" Like, 
Best heel. Y'all looking at these motherfuckers' feet, bro? Y'all looking at their feet? You dirty. You <laughs> nasty. Motherfuckers in chats and in feet. But, no, that's how I got into, like, the IWC, I guess. Because I remember I was on, uh, like, the WWE page or whatever, and I would be reading the comments and commenting on their comments and shit before Rumbles. Like, oh, here's the rumors and all of that. But then, like, I'll never forget this from 2014 until... Or fuck, when did Batista return? 2014? Yeah, I believe so. So, like, yeah, 2014 until the end of 2015, I ran Facebook pages. And, like, Mm -hmm. I was, like, a free agent, a freelancer, and pages would pick me up. And I didn't get paid shit for it because it's a Facebook page. But, like, I was on two of the biggest Facebook pages for pro wrestling. Uh, I don't know if anybody would know them, but the Spotlight on facebook Mm -hmm. i was an admin for for like a day or two the 434 i was an admin for for like i think i definitely remember 434 yeah i was (laughs) they picked me up and like because i like applied quote unquote applied for a position there and they're like they're like all right cool you're gonna be our uh, meme guy you're just gonna post memes two to three times a day uh blah 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 and i was like all right yeah sounds good and i did that for like a week or so before I quit. And then I started my own Facebook page, dude. I started my mm-hmm. own and I was getting like 20,000 views on videos that we would make. Uh, we were getting all sorts of just likes and comments and shares. But then out of nowhere, the page got hacked. Like one of the other admins, uh, like Facebook's got hacked and whoever hacked it posted a bunch of fucking old lady tits and old fucking dude dicks on it it was just posting some of the most disgusting videos ever of like dudes like sticking their dicks and cheese graters or whatever and we lost all of our views lost all of our likes and all that and i was like all right yep that's time to wrap this up i'm done dealing with this shit yeah and that's whenever i came to twitter it was like 2017 i think dude i've had i've had a twitter for way too damn long um I had a Twitter when I was 13 years old. Um, uh, my one of the funniest things I remember from that from that uh time on Twitter was a, uh, <laughs> and it it's it's so fucking funny because like now I would now I would definitely know these things because of Twitter. But um, this is so funny. Uh, one time I was watching SmackDown. Uh, and I it was a. I was like, damn, you know who I fucking miss? That motherfucker Christian, bro. Where that man at? So I fucking tweeted. I added this man Christian on Twitter. I said, yo, Christian, I miss you. I hope you come back and win the Intercontinental title. <laughs> come to fucking find out, brother. The man released. Man's gone, bro. I'm like, damn, that sucks. They call my man's Christian out here, bro. I'm looking up my old Twitter that I had when I ran these Facebook pages because I had Kofi Kingston fucking uh, retweet one of my pictures. Uh huh. And I'm trying to, my name on Twitter at the time was Jake the Lunatic because uh-huh. that was my name on, uh, that was my name on what's it called? Xbox? Uh, no, on uh, those Facebook pages. Oh, let me see if I can find it. I don't know if I'll be able to find it, but basically I made like a picture, a fan added, I guess you could say of Kofi Kingston. Somebody shit or somebody posted it and he retweeted it. He was like, Oh, I, I love it. Thank you. 
but I don't mm. know if I'll be able to find it because I don't even know when it fucking was. The only thing I remember that like back then on Twitter that I got like a wrestler noticed me or whatever was um I made a shitty little edit on my fucking on my tablet of Eddie, of uh Ethan Page bleeding and just like put a red tint on it and he he retweeted it. I was like rad. Okay, I think I might have found it because I found the person who posted it. I'm not going to follow her because she'd be like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> okay, sweet. I'm about to DM you it. All right. And this is such a shitty fucking edit because I was like fucking 12 when I made this. Oh, boy. He didn't retweet it, but he commented on it, which is nonetheless cool. Yeah. Honestly, I think a comment's even cooler because like they've seen it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they didn't just see they were tagged and just retweet. Oh, that's <laughs> the Nigerian flag, bro. Dude, I don't know why I chose that flag. Like looking at it now, is that not the Jamaican flag? Is it Jamaican? It might be. I, I don't know. I don't know flags, bro. I didn't, I didn't take geometry. No, Jamaican. No, the Jamaican flag's fucking yellow and green. <laughs> God damn. I, I, that's, that's either the South African flag or the Nigerian flag, bro. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> no, that's not South African. Okay, is it? No, it's not the Nigeria. I don't know what flag that is, bro. I'm looking up a Jamaican flag now. I know that's not... <laughs> that's what I'm saying. There's no, it's not even near the Jamaican flag. <laughs> what, what is flag that? Red, that is? red, yellow, and green was a star. I'm just typing that in. Oh my. Oh fuck. That's hilarious. You got to post this on Twitter so people know what we're talking about. <laughs> it's the flag of Senegal. What the fuck? <laughs> this man is such a nice guy fucking commenting on this. If I was a wrestler, I'd be like, what the fucking, what is this shit? He said, he said, sweet. What's an exclamation point? Then he probably looked right at fucking Biggie and fucking Austin Creed and was like, this motherfucker here. <laughs> This motherfucker. He said, God damn. Oh my God. I cannot believe myself that I made a fan edit that wasn't even the right flag for his gimmick from where he said he was from for his accent. None of that. God damn. (laughs) That is so fucking funny. Oh my fucking God, dude. I wish I knew the password to that fucking Twitter so I could comment under it. That is so funny. <laughs> Should I retweet his comment to me? Do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm replying. I'm a. Uh, what's it called? Retweeting it now. Oh my god, that's so fucking funny. Good lord. Cannot believe myself. Oh my god. What fucking country? It's Senegal? 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 I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> That's 100% the Senegal flag. Holy shit. 
That's so funny. Oh, no. Anyways, let's get to the fan-asked questions. <laughs> oh, boy. This, sh- this should be interesting. We only had a couple that I can remember that I... I was going to say, I think the only I think the only thing I remember was someone asking why I'm such a menace. Oh, yeah. That was uh, uh, Grace. Yes. Grace asked, why are you a menace? Which I'm not going to let you answer that because... <laughs> she's gotta be the biggest menace on this app grace Dude. the only answer i have to that question is why are you british Ooh, so. yeah. i didn't even know she was from fucking not america yeah because i remember like she posted on twitter one night she's like good morning and i was like good morning it's fucking 3 a.m what the fuck <laughs> and i like i said good morning and she's like yeah it's whatever time and i was like hold up hold on my like, you're on the up. other hey <laughs> No, she wants to say you're a menace, but she had a whole ass day, like, two or three weeks ago, where she was just talking about her iron throat and shit. Like, get out of here. You're not that was because, that. to be honest, that was because me, but everybody <laughs> was calling me a, no, see, the thing is, everyone was calling me a menace. Bro, I had, sh- bro, I was shoot sick. <laughs> Motherfuckers was making fun of me. Bro, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't speak. That shit hurt. I remember that. <laughs> the next thing you know, like I said, I, I posted something because I seen a couple other comments about people talking about their throats hurting. And I said, what the fuck is up with everybody's throat? And then Grace retweeted it or quote tweeted it. And she said, I've never heard any complaints. And I was like, well, it's fucking 3 p.m. on a Tuesday, bro. Come on. <laughs> God damn. I'm just trying to get ready for NXT tonight, bro. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> bro. People can call me menaces, bro. I know a lot more menacing people on this app, bro. I, listen, bro. Also, first off, I'm gonna bring nah. See, see, now, 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 now we just we go. You said we ain't we ain't talking about this. Nah, we talking about it. First off, <laughs> I, bro, I open Twitter. I see y'all motherfuckers being in wrestling, uh, fucking arguments like, who's your favorite wrestler? Oh, your favorite wrestler sucks. All this shit, bro. I do not care. I open Twitter, they see some fucking titties, bro. That and what's so bad about that? What is so bad about that? Nothing. No. <laughs> Is that your grandma yelling at you? Yes, dude. <laughs> she said, "Oh no, mask yelling at the computer again about some titties." <laughs> Bro, this ain't even fair, bro. <laughs> I cannot believe this. I cannot believe this. <laughs> this is the greatest moment in podcast history. I cannot believe this right now. Oh, no. <laughs> Next question. Oh no. <laughs> Do you like beans? Do I like beans? I mean, beans are fine. I don't have a problem with beans, you know, baked beans, refried beans, bro, you know, beans, what the fuck? Um, I was about to say that or the uh the movie theater meme. Oh, this one fucking eating beans. <laughs> I brought beans to cars too, and I dropped in. Somebody said, "Hey, yo, this motherfucker eating beans. This motherfucker eating beans." 
Uh, what is the most out of ordinary food you've brought to a movie theater? What's the most out of the ordinary food I brought to a movie theater? If any. Uh, I probably brought like some donuts to the movie theater one time. Yeah. I mean, I used to go to the Dollar Tree and uh, buy like candy or whatever. Buy, like, that's, $5 exactly. That's what I did too. But there was one time, bro, I shit you not. I forgot. I was, uh, what's that one Will Ferrell movie? Fuck, uh, Daddy's Home or whatever it is. Yeah. I went to see that with, uh, my ex or whatever and her fucking little shithead sister. And that bitch had to go fucking pee every five minutes. It had me mad. <laughs> Anyways, like, I had to keep on walking her to the bathroom and shit. Like, I missed half the movie. Anyways, these motherfuckers in front of me. I shit you not, they pull out of their jacket or out of their sweatpants or whatever a fucking full-ass bag of McDonald's, bro. They're eating a 20-piece nug, fucking Big Macs, quarter pounders, large sweet tea, the whole, like, they got the five-for-five bundle or whatever it is. Or, like, the two-for-five bundle. And I'm just like, y'all eating a full-ass, like, McDonald's order at the movie theater. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, from from what I've heard, apparently, like, motherfuckers don't, don't care as long as they don't, you know, smell, you know what I mean? Like, as long as you ain't bringing, like, some fucking spoiled-ass food, I don't think they give a shit, to be honest. No, dude, I've had my friend, like, he's told me that he's legit, like, brought in Tupperwares of macaroni and cheese before. Bruh. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but if I'm at a movie theater, bro, I'm just trying to munch on some, like, uh, Skittles or, like, popcorn. I'm not trying to eat, like, a goddamn three-course meal, you know? Goddamn. Sure. Anyways, <laughs> I don't have any more questions. Cause everybody lame. Uh oh shit, wrestlers. I had a top or a segment I wanted to do. My bad. Okay. Basically, I asked people to comment random wrestlers, and there's like only two comments. If I can fucking find it. And I want you off these two wrestlers, I want you to name a dream match with them. Who you would like to see them in a dream match with. Okay. First one being Adam Bomb. Adam Bomb? Okay, bro. <laughs> Adam Bomb can wrestle Brock Lesnar. Oh, we about to get a, a New Day podcast. Two big meaty men. Exactly, bro. Big meaty men. Slapping meat. I love how you're not yelling at now after your sister yelled at you. No, she gone. She's slapping meat. <laughs> Anyways, next one. I don't know if this is like a rib or what, but do you know who Chris Colt is? I don't know who Chris Colt is. Yeah, either do I, so. Uh, you know what? Chris Colt, brother, I don't know who you are. You're probably a nice dude. Um, So, you're going to wrestle. You can go one-on-one with The Undertaker. Live, denied in the main event. Holla, holla. Yeah. The tag team match. Tag team match. I mean, that was a one on one. <laughs> tag team one on one match. Bro, I turned on the other night. I so like family. If you listen, and I'm sorry, but I be getting high sometimes. All right. Mm. The other night. <laughs> the other night, I ate a gummy. Bro, I fucking I don't know what crossed my mind, but I turned on 2008 SmackDown, the very last episode of 2008, so I could get the rollover into 2009, whatever, I don't know. And, like, I was so confused, bro, because at Mania 25, wasn't it Edge and Big Show versus Cena? 
Uh, 25, have you said? Yeah. Uh, I think so, yeah. In Triple H versus Orton, right? Yeah, sounds about right. So why the fuck were Big Show and uh, Triple H and Edge on SmackDown, bro? Like, I like now I'm invested in 2009 SmackDown because I need to know <laughs> where, why. Because now I need to know why these motherfuckers went to Raw, how they got to Raw. Oh, I think Orton won the money in the or Rumble that year, but that still doesn't answer my questions because that means Triple H won the fucking title. It just, it was confusion, bro. I was sitting there, I was so confused. But that was a golden age for SmackDown for real. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was probably that was probably when like that was on what when it was on CW. Um, my TV. At least that's what it's saying on the network. My TV. I think they went to CW before or after because they went like UPN, Sci-Fi. Or no, they went UPN, CW, My TV. Sci-fi, and then just recently Fox, didn't they? Or USA, and then Fox. Yeah, because they were on Dude, USA I, for a minute. Remember when they were switching days like every fucking? I swear, my they, like, God, bro. They, like they was on fucking. They was on Friday for the longest. Then I think it went to Thursday. I think it was. The, was it Tuesday before Thursday? Because I know they definitely did both. So they did. Was, fr- so like how it used to go? I think it used to be on Thursdays. And then in like 05, they went to Fridays. And then in like 2012, I remember the fucking video packages they did, bro. Like where they were like, oh, we're going to Thursdays. We're going to Thursdays. So then they went to Thursdays. And then that's whenever they were dog shit, bro, where it was just raw recap. And then after the draft, they went to Tuesdays for SmackDown Live because they yeah, wanted people to- were complaining that it, was, that it wasn't live and they got spoiled and shit. Yeah. So then they went live on Tuesdays and now they're live on Fridays. But yeah, bro, they were switching. Like it feels like they were switching too much. Like, yeah, this fucker was confused. NXT too, man. Like they were switching it up. They went from uh, Thursdays to Wednesdays to Tuesday. I still remember through, bro. I still remember ripping that shit off of fucking Hulu and watching that shit, bro. Mm-hmm, bro. I had my fucking Hulu free trial watching NXT, bro. That's that's the only thing I ever watched on it, too. I was like, bro, I don't care. Just give me my fucking NXT. And then they was like, oh, we got the network now. So that's just going to be on the network. I'm like, I don't got the network. So, like, what the fuck am I going to watch? Can I still watch it on here? And it was on there for a bit still, so. Yeah, Hulu has, like, main event and shit now. But, like, I canceled my Hulu a while ago. I Like, there's something about Hulu I don't like. I think it's the... The color and like just something don't sit right, sit right with me with a streaming service being green. That shit's ugly. I don't pay for it, but uh, shout out my homie Dallas. He lets me borrow it and I just be watching like, like I know he'd be looking at the shit I'd be watching sometimes and just be like, what the fuck you be on? Like I was binging um, American Dad for a bit. Then I was watching Everybody Hates Chris. Um, and oh. I've been watching. I've, I haven't watched anything in a bit yet. Uh, some of I was binging um, uh, big time rush on Netflix. I'm ah oh, shit. I never finished it, bro. I almost I was so close to finishing. It was in the last season. Dude, I uh, watched a pilot episode at the gym while doing cardio. I did not know that pilot episode was forty minutes. Yeah, I mean most pilot episodes usually are long because they're like yeah, I get the whole fucking story and shit. Well, we're talking Nickelodeon, bro. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I guess so. That is usually kind of reserved for like specials and shit. 
Yeah. Do you remember, this is off topic, but you said specials. Do you remember when special episodes of Raw were three hours? Like, it was only the special episodes. That yeah, and it wasn't hours? just regular. Yeah, bro. Like, that shit used to be badass. And then I remember, I remember that. I also remember when they would advertise, like, a, a, a Raw didn't have commercials. Yeah, dude. Like, when fucking Donald Trump took over for a couple weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that when he was, like, the GM of Raw? And he like, yeah. we're going to have commercial free for the... For the first two hours, for the first hour. And I was like, commercial free the first hour. What? I'm like, hey, yo, Donald Trump, crazy, bro. Now, now it's like, fuck that motherfucker. But yeah. Yeah, now it's just like, damn, thank God that motherfucker ain't still running. Yeah. Like, that, that shit would be whack. But like, they used to do all sorts. Like, people think they just now started doing the weird things to get ratings, bro. But they used to do like the raw roulettes all the time, the commercial free all the time. Bro, do you remember when fucking they had the whole the McMahon million shit? That's exactly what I was about to say, bro. When he would be calling motherfuckers, giving them a thousand dollars and shit just for fun. Like, what? But I heard that that shit was a scam. I heard he didn't actually give motherfuckers money. I heard he was calling, uh, I think he, like, I think I heard something like if somebody would hang up or like if somebody would answer, they'd hang up right away because they only called phones that didn't answer or something like that. Bro, I'd be so pissed. But like, like you bro. Are... <laughs> you just sit in your living room watching Raw, bro, and your phone, it says like Stanford, Connecticut. And you're like, oh, shit, what? And you answer and it's Vince McMahon. What? Like, hey, yo, what the fuck? Bro, I'd be up on that phone like he's calling me to give me my money, and I'd be pitching ideas to him and shit. Like, I'd right, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. All right, brother, listen. <laughs> Chris Masters, WWE <laughs> champion. Dude, when they first did Cyber Sunday and shit, when they said the fans choose the matches, I shit you not. I went on the WWE.com. I was like fucking seven, and I was a stupid idiot, bro. And I typed in the search bar, and I literally typed in Kane versus Big Show versus Great Khali. And when I clicked enter, I thought that meant I booked that match or whatever. I was like so pumped. I was like, oh, hell yeah, we're about to get a big ass triple threat. And then I found out you had to like vote and shit. <laughs> that shit was, that shit was, and half the time, I, I don't even think those votes were real. Do you remember whenever they did the People's Choice when it was supposed to be like you choose Evan Bourne's opponent and the options were like two lame ass people and Sin Cara? And then one of the lame people won and the crowd like booed the shit out of it. So the next week they were like, oh, we had a uh, we had an internet malfunction. It was actually San Carlo that won the voting. We're going to have that match tonight. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that shit was wild. Like, we all be doing some goofy shit sometimes, bro. Bro, I forgot what the fuck it was. I forgot exactly who it was. But like, yeah, because I like. I, I know originally, I think apparently they weren't like they weren't like fixed all the time, but like there was some match that they booked where like or some like match that was um was like uh where you pick the person and they pick like some jobber or some shit or they pick like a Kinsky <laughs> or some shit. And then like so Vince is like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> I wasn't ready for this, bro. Like they're like, hey, we've got to start fixing this shit. This shit ain't this shit ain't right, bro. Bro, why are we booking Snitsky on this show? Snitsky had a whole ass what's it called gimmick about his teeth being yellow, bro. What the fuck? Bro, this man kicked a baby, bro. (laughs) Bro, where was it? Where what did I see? It was on some Facebook comment. Somebody was talking about Snitsky, and somebody said it wasn't his fault. And somebody said we're not bringing up politics right now. And I was like, what? 
like people were just trying to start an argument like trying to make it completely unwrestling related because they thought that's what it was about and somebody's like no nah, dude he kicked a baby and they're like he what <laughs> for shoots brother for shoots this motherfucker drop kicked a baby into the third reel what the fuck Vince was wild and, and like dude they had a whole ass gimmick for Eugene being special what the hell was that dog Bro, not that, bro. Do you remember fucking Jesse and Festus? Man, Festus turned stupid when you were stupid when you ring the bell and just started beating people's ass, bro. Bro, what was up, dude? Like, I shit you not, dude. Do you remember, like, in 06 SmackDown, they had the juniors division where it was midgets? Yes. <laughs> bro, do you remember when fucking Paul Burchell wanted the fuck his sister? Dude, what the fuck? They had some weird ass shit going on back then. Like, and yet I bro, still like oh, you're right. <laughs> one of my favorite fucking things, bro. I remember this so I don't know why this is what I remember so vividly as a kid. But like, bro, do you remember Kazarni, bro? <laughs> Dude, he was on one of the vignettes for the 2009 SmackDown I was watching. That motherfucker's at a carnival. <laughs> Yeah, so he had he ran so they ran so many vignettes for him. This man had like two matches for him and then got released. His whole gimmick was he was a carny, like he was a legit carny, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> Paul Bertel used to come out swinging on the rope and shit, bro. For real, bro. Like that used to be my created superstar on SmackDown vs. Raw 06. That used to be their fucking entrance, bro. Had a dude with like the road warrior gear on swinging on a rope and shit. What the bro, fuck? Paul Birchall, besides the one of the fuck his sister thing in the gimmick was cool. I like Paul Birchall. Yeah, besides one the fuck his sister. Remember when Vince wanted to fuck Stephanie on TV? Bro, they wanted to be that again. <laughs> they wanted to do that so bad. I'm like, what the fuck? Bro, <laughs> why? <laughs> what could have possibly gone good from that, bro? Like, I need that, to know. Like, bro, imagine... Is a menace. Imagine they're doing that whole skit, like, with Triple H stretching with Stratus Stratus. It's Triple H walking in and fucking Stephanie and Vinnie Macker stretching, dog. What? Huh? Bruh. Like, that company, like, they deserve to rot in hell, but they won't. <laughs> they never will, bro. It's just... It's at this point where they never... Like, it's impossible at this point. No, dude. Honestly, bro. Like, they're pushing... Fucking Matt Riddle of all people, bro. Like this motherfucker is a fucking dirt bag. For real, fuck Matt Riddle. They released fucking Dream because he had an attitude backstage, not because he was fucking doing whatever he was with fucking little kids. Like, what the fuck, man? Bro, the so only- much of the fucking people, man. Just so much shit bags in that fucking company. The only good thing they've done recently is release Drake. Finally. Yeah. Now we just need to get that motherfucker off the Indies. We need to get him like they what Brett should do. They should book him versus fucking Nick Gage in a no fans match, like a cinematic match. Tell Drake it's cinematic, but just have Gage like real life kill him. Mm. <laughs> Nick Gage. Hey, man, just... I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna. <laughs> for, for legal reasons, we are joking. Yeah, if you're joking, we're joking, we're joking. Brett Lauderdale's going to DM me tonight. He, <laughs> give me one of those 2 a.m. yo texts. He'll be like, yo. And I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. Here we go. 
Oh, man. I'm waiting for GCW to come to my neck of the woods, bro. If they come to St. Louis, that shit's going to be nuts. Like, they've, be been, they've been, they've been, oh, not they've been, but apparently, um, West Coast tease that they want to do a fucking a show with GCW to have to bring GCW to the bay. I'm like, you know what, brother? Do it, I guess, dude. Like, if they brought uh GCW to Anarchy, bro, like an Anarchy versus GCW show, that shit would go stupid. Like, even if it's not even like a GCW show, if it's just GCW sponsors the show and has their roster on it, dude. Exactly, like, and just has some of the people, like some of the like, regulars and stuff. Yeah, that's all like for real one. Like, I just want like I just want to see forty four or uh yeah forty four Ohio or whatever, and I want to see Gage again and like just some of the. Yeah, I want to I want to see Gage again. I want to see who 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 on who like a regular that I want to see Alley Cat Effie. Yeah, Bussy. Yeah, I want to see them. I want to see Effie um, rip uh, Ellie catch his fucking mom's leg off again. That shit was nuts. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see it. Pulled the prosthetic off. Like, what the fuck, bro? That's badass. One of my favorite GCW moments for real, though, is um, AJ Gray backstage. And I don't know who was recording him, but they were recording him singing his fucking song before he went out to face Nick Gage. That shit rules. Oh yeah, dude! Where he's just backstage singing his song as loud as he can to himself before he goes through the curtain. That shit rolled. Or before Nick Gage went out through the curtain and uh, Effie's like, "Go get him, Nikki! Go get him!" And then he yeah. ran out and just, like that shit. Like I love that shit. The back, like behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, that shit's dope as hell. That's why I love the twenty four series on the network, bro. They be doing. Oh yeah, the, yeah. That's like that's one thing that WWE does so well is like those documentaries. Is like some they have, they they do some of the best documentaries, man. Bro, they have one. They've been teasing it since like fucking May, bro. They have one coming out about um the Nexus. Oh yeah, and, and untold about the Nexus. They like they said in two weeks it's coming out like at the end of May, and I'm like, dog, it's been it's been a month. Like, just drop that shit already. And then they have yeah, one. Jeez, oh, they need to drop that. They do, bro. Because I we just came up on the ten year, ten years since Nexus, bro. That's wild. That's nuts to me. Like that's one of my favorite bro, invasions ever. Like one of my favorite invasion angles. Everything about that is so dope. But one of my favorite things about it is when uh, uh when they released Danielson and then he went back on the Indies and instead of throwing um streamers they threw ties at them oh word i didn't yeah, know that they, they, there was a, someone posted a clip on it a few months ago but i know they they did it at chikara show which was funny yeah and didn't he do some indies with the u.s title too because wwe let yeah him, yeah, uh, um, yeah he did a uh, did a uh, dragon gate usa because um uh freaking he got signed back and he he won the belt, but he still had like he's like oh like everybody's like oh you can still finish up the rest of your date. So he still had the belt while he was on the Indies for a bit. That's badass. Uh, no, dude, another invasion angle that I very barely remember because I didn't watch TNA much at the time. But when they had their like uh, ECW uh, invasion or whatever. Oh yeah. Do you remember that? That shit was cool. That shit was badass. Yeah, that was dope. Um, I liked uh, 
as much as it never really became anything, I like the global force wrestling shit that they did. Um, when they had like a, they had a fucking team Helms. It was it was Shane Helms, Trevor Lee, Andrew Everett, um, and some other people. But like they like they were the tag champs. It was dope as hell. Yeah, dude, GFW or whatever, that shit was going to be badass. They, they have all sorts of footage taped for it. They never released. Didn't yeah, they? The, I, I remember, like, they, they ran some them fucking shows, but, like, you we didn't really get anything out of it. Yeah, because that was another Jeff Jarrett project, wasn't it? Yeah. Global Force Gold, brother. Dude, I have you been listening to his uh, podcast with Conrad at all? I have not. Dude, I like I listened to it whenever I go to bed or whatever, and like it sounds intriguing. But that motherfucker knows all sorts of shit compared to the other Conrad guests, like Kurt Angle. Yeah, Kurt Angle. Conrad will ask him a question, and Kurt Angle will always reply with, "Oh yeah, from what I remember, I think," and gives like the same two or three generic question or answers. He's like. I, I think they were well liked backstage, but I didn't talk to them. And I was like, God damn, Kurt, you boring as fuck, bro. I want to hear stories about you doing Viking and this shit, dog. Come on. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Bro, that reminds me when uh, I think it was, was it the fucking, um, the Austin podcast where he's like, yeah, I heard the perk angle stuff or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I wasn't doing Percocets before my match. I waited until after the match. And I'm like, damn, that'd be more You're badass. You're still Perk Well, like, That shit would have been more badass if you really were doing moonsaults off, off a of Perk, bro. Or no, it probably wouldn't be badass because we've seen what happened was fucking Hardy, bro. What the fuck? I'm just waiting for uh, Jeff Hardy to fully say his side of the story about his whole um thing with... um. Sting at No Surrender, I think oh, it was. Yeah, uh, fucking Havoc. Oh, when the fuck was that? I think it was Victory Road 11 or No Surrender. Something, but see, like. Let me see. Jeff Hardy versus Sting. Uh, Vic, yeah, Victory Road 2011. Hardy's drug thing. Yeah. Victory yeah, Road. dude. Like, I need to know the full story. Like, I need to know. Uh, Hardy story. I want to hear him talk about it, bro. Like that shit was nuts. Cause like yeah, that everyone, shit was, that shit's that shit's wild. Like drugs in general when wrestling are never good. Like you see that motherfucker at uh, No Peace Underground. Did you hear uh-uh. about that, bro? Mm-hmm. I just I just recently I seen it on Instagram of all places. But this fan at No Peace this weekend, he was like drunk and coked out of his mind, and he was like trying to fight uh um the AWR promoter and trying to fight fans and like he was just causing a scene bro like it was nuts it was fucking nutty and I texted my friend that was at the show Alex and he was like uh he's like yeah that dude was fucking wild and I was like from the videos I'm seeing yeah bro like he was trying to fight people like that ain't good you can't be fighting fans yeah that's fucked up like I don't know what I would do if I seen like some coked out uh Cooked out wrestler come running at me, bro. Like that's fight or flight at that point. Yeah, I'm gonna just, bro. I'm just gonna have to either throw or run, bro. Yeah, and oh then it's God. like if I run, it's like that motherfucker gonna be faster than me. That motherfucker's on coke. 
<laughs> this motherfucker's like, gonna what, catch what, me, what bro. What am I supposed to do, bro? on cocaine. He can't feel shit. On God, bro. Like, this is completely off topic, but we have, like, this vicious dog on our road that always gets uh-huh. out. And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do if I'm, like, walking down the street and that dog gets out? I'm like, you can't run zigzags. It's not an alligator. I'm like, I'm just going to have to accept the feed and get eight, bro. Like, that, <laughs> like, that's just going to suck. Like, I'm going to die right in my fucking life. It's gonna, like, my parents are going to be driving home from the store and just see me getting mauled by a pit bull. Like, that shit's sad. Like, that's that has to be one of the worst ways to go out, if I had to imagine. Bro, for real, that shit would suck. Because, like, bro, they just be eating you, bro. They're just like, bro, that reminds me of the fucking story of the, like, this shit was, like, for this shit was old as hell. But, like, that story, I remember watching, like, fucking, uh, um, like, Animal Planet or some shit. And there was this bitch that had a fucking pet chimpanzee. And that shit got out and, like, fucking mauled her face and shit. Like, bruh. That but- shit was awful. <laughs> Dude, have you been bit by a dog? Bit by a dog? Yeah. Uh, you like you said that like it's so uncommon. You're like bit by a no, dog. No, no. Like <laughs> I, I, I guess I, was, I don't know why I was like shook, but um, uh, not like full on like full force bite. Um, I've been like nipped. No, I mean like have you been attacked by a dog? Like has a dog no. like had full intentions on causing pain, bro? No, I haven't. Well, whenever I was 10, I went to my uh my parents' friend's house who I later found out was their uh their their guy. Well, PG it. And he had this long ass driveway and I used to run down it while I was running down the road or whatever while my parents were driving because I was like nine or ten. That's what I did. Like I liked running for whatever reason. And out of nowhere, this Doberman fucking pincher or whatever they're fucking called came chasing me and bit me, bro. Like, full-fledged, like, fucking bit a big chunk of my ass. And, like, that shit was terrifying. I was terrified of dogs for a while. Jeez, yeah. Like, the like only, the was... only, um, the only fucking, like, experience I've had with that is not me getting bit. But, um, when I used to live, um, I used to live in Tracy. I don't live in Tracy anymore, so I can say that. But, um, when I used to live there, um, we had, like, a little trailer park. And um, a shitty little fence. Uh, and behind the fence was a fucking um, was a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like like a like a fucking field for like fruit and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, and down the street, like a few houses down the street, was um, one of my friends. But like we lived in the same little trailer park, but we we also went to school together. Yeah. Um, so we're just, you know, we're just, me and my brothers are just fucking around, just like playing in the yard or whatever. And then, um, my friend comes over and he jumps the fence and we're just, you know, we're just talking, just, you know, whatever. I'm um, having a, having a fun time. And then my mom opens the back door. She doesn't know he's here. So she opens the back door and my pit bull is like whenever we would open the door, she'd be like right there trying to get out. Yeah, yeah. She loved that shit. Um, so obviously she was there. She, my mom opens the door to tell us dinner's ready. She runs out. She sees him, and she attacks. She bites. So he bites his hand. Uh, nothing like awful happened. Thank God. Like he just kind of was bleeding. Like, 
like she didn't like bite a finger off or like you know anything too serious he just had to get like some stitches or whatever god damn um, but yeah that happens my god so i used to have a uh a black lab an australian shepherd and a great dane bro and i ordered pizza one night and i told my sister and cousin i was like hey yo hold the dogs back i'm going outside to grab this pizza like because our dogs love to run outside and they weren't like they weren't attack dogs or anything like that but my porch was like elevated a little bit like five or six feet off the ground and I open up the door. Next thing you know, the dogs come bolting out after the pizza man. Uh-huh. I shit you not, bro. This pizza man jumped off my fucking porch. Charlie Sheen style. Or not Charlie Sheen. Uh, fucking uh, the, the rose off of Charlie Sheen. Uh-huh. Fucking jumps off my fucking porch, bro. And he's like, you need to get rid of those fucking attack dogs, man. And I was like, dude, they're they're friendly. I'm, I promise. He's like, I'm not giving you your pizza until you put those dogs in. And I was like, all right, so now you're holding my fucking pizza hostage. All right, cool. So now I'm trying to fucking like herd these dogs and I'm like, come on, come on, Rhea. Come on, Tinkerbell. Get in, get in. Come on. And like my cousin and sister are like, oh, I don't know how they got out. And I was like, dog, you were supposed to hold them back. But this pizza man was like so terrified. Like this motherfucker jumped off my porch to get away from the dogs. And like I felt bad. So I had to leave him a huge ass tip. But he was like, I'm never delivering here again. And I was like, all right, man, it's not that deep, but okay. Like, yeah. So like, for a while, dude, I was terrified of any dogs after that dog bit my ass. After that dog bit my ass, bro, I could not, like, if I seen a dog anywhere, whether it be, like, a little uh, Shih Tzu or anything, I would be terrified, bro. Like, getting bit by a dog's terrifying. Yeah, I feel you. Now, and, and after, well, not after that, and not, it's not like a cause and effect. Like, they're not the reason why I don't have any big dogs anymore. It's just everywhere I've lived since has, um, Either A had a thing against animals, even though we um we had animals anyways, because fuck it. But um or we just couldn't have big animals. Um so that's kind of why I've had like a like my when I was living with my mom, um we had a chihuahua. Um we had um I forgot the fuck breed he was, but he was he was another smaller dog. Um and I live with my grandma and uh she has a uh, a terrier mix, and we had a uh, we had a Dotson, uh, but we had to put her down like uh, a few months ago, sadly. But uh, yeah, so I've kind of um, I kind of just had uh, smaller dogs since then. So yeah, yeah, we my uh, my parents we have like a little Boston Terrier mixed with Schnauzer, so it's real small. But we've uh-huh. been uh, we've been dog sitting the neighbor's dog because she's out of town for three months, uh-huh. and it's an American bulldog. And that motherfucker, like, it's scary. Like waking up in the morning and seeing a big ass bulldog just sitting in your kitchen. I'm like, God damn! Like I'm finally getting used to it. But at first, I was like, Jesus Christ! For sure, yeah. Like that dog, it has the most loudest, most intimidating bark ever. Like anytime, like because we live behind a uh, grocery store. So, like, the big trucks will come through and make noise, and then she gets sketched out by it, so she just, like, runs at the back door barking as loud as she fucking can. Yeah. But one thing I have all my guests do before they leave is any piece of advice that they have, they'll just drop it, rather it be, like, for anything. Yeah, okay. Um. Well, I mean, I'm not, like, a wrestler or anything. I'm not, I mean, I don't really, you know, 
do anything special in particular. I just get on Twitter and uh, look See at titties. Um, look at titties, as I mentioned earlier. But um, honestly, all I can really say in regards of just like life and just anything in general is just like try and be the best person you can be for yourself uh because life is life is short a lot of the time um sometimes you know even shorter for some uh it's way too short to try and live for other people just try and live to make yourself happy uh do what makes do what uh you find joy in you know whether that be wrestling whether that be sports for you you know podcasting etc just find whatever it is that you excel in and brings you happiness and just try and pursue it you know in the highest form uh a lot of people are going to tell you no a lot of people are going to say oh you can't do this or you're not good enough to do that or whatever but it they they don't they don't know you and you don't you know know them in the way that they think they do you know what i mean yeah definitely you're you're gonna do good things it's just all in a matter of time and uh, and this is the most important part it's so easy especially with social media to um think that oh if somebody's doing something that I also need to be doing something, you know, you, you you feel like you're like getting lost behind or you're not, if you're not like succeeding or, you know, chasing a goal or something, then, you know, you're wasting your time when stuff takes time stuff. Um, you know, it, it's different for everybody. Uh, so don't feel like you're wasting your time. If you're not, you know, doing something with your life, like a lot of the time it, it takes a while. People don't find themselves, you know, so they're late 20s till their 30s. You know what I mean? Like, it just have fun with stuff. Don't take everything so seriously. Amen. Amen. I've only had one guest give, like, not good, quote-unquote, good advice. And it was at the end of the Candy Lee episode. I asked her if she had any advice for anybody. And her response was, don't be ugly. And I was like, Fuck. <laughs> I was like... I was like, fuck, all right. I was expecting something deep from you, but all right, <laughs> you do that. <laughs> she goes, don't be ugly. Or she said, don't be ugly, brush your teeth, and be taller. And I was like, you know what, man? All right. Man, I do one of those. That's not fair. That's me. <laughs> I brush my teeth as best as I got. Oh, God. I was afraid you're going to be like, <laughs> I was afraid you're going to be like, man, I'm tall, and that's it. I was going to be like, this motherfucker, don't brush I wish teeth. I was tall. That that would be That would help so much. Yeah, because then you would be like two out of three. Uh, on the you can, and plus, scale. if you're tall, you can at least you can be ugly and tall. You can't be ugly and short. That just sucks. That's a double whammy, bro. That's a exactly, double whammy. Bro, that shit sucks. And then, like, if you, like if you don't take any of Candy's advice, if you're short, ugly, and don't be brushing your teeth, you have stinky breath, man. Mm. You ain't exactly. Gonna no, you ain't gonna pull no bitches with that. Anyways, exactly. you wanna let the people know where they can find you? Yeah, man. Um, I mentioned earlier, you can find me on Twitter. At Mask of EO 99. 99. All right. Um, I was going to say, if you didn't remember it, I know it because it's been popping no, up on my phone. I remembered it. Okay. You know what? I was looking at it. So that's how I remembered it. But um, uh, yeah, you can find me there. Uh, sometimes I drop occasional, uh, you know, write-ups. I write about uh, DDT, Tokyo Joshi Pro. Um, if, you know, any of that interests you, you'll probably 
like my page. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's about it. Yeah. All right. It was a pleasure having you on, even though I tried my best to big league you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to block you right after this episode though. Wow. Gotta, gotta humble you real quick. You gotta earn your, gotta earn your keep around these ways. Anyways, for real, oh, thanks shit. for being on. This was uh, one of the of more entertaining episodes. One of the first episodes I've live tweeted. Um, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, go follow Mask. He's a great dude. Love his content on there. And if you go through his likes, you might see some titties every now and then. <laughs> yep, that's true. <laughs> Have a great night. Peace out. Peace.